Hello, this is Maurice Jackson. Before we present today's interview, I'd like to remind our listening audience that I'm a licensed broker to sell precious metals through Miles Franklin, where we have unlimited options to expand your precious metals portfolio. Stay tuned to the end of our interview for contact details, and I look forward to the opportunity to speak with you. Welcome to Proven Improbable, where we deliver mining insights and bullion sales in the form of physical delivery, offshore depositories, and private blockchain distributed ledger technology. Welcome to Proven Improbable. I'm your host, Maurice Jackson. Joining us for a conversation is Roger Moss, the President, Director, and CEO of Labrador Gold. Dr. Moss, welcome to the show. Thank you, Maurice. Pleasure to be here. Glad to have you on the program to share the value proposition before us in Labrador Gold. We have a lot of ground to cover today, but before we begin, Dr. Moss, please introduce us to Labrador Gold and what is the opportunity you present to the market? Well, I think as the name implies, we are a junior mining company. We're exploring for gold in Labrador. Labrador is part of a province on the eastern seaboard of, of Canada. It's a, an area that has seen exploration in the past, but not for gold to any significant degree. So that's one of, one of the key factors for us is that looking for gold in un, underexplored terrains where we have a good chance to to find not just a gold deposit, but potentially a whole district. Um, and we have basically two, myself and Sean Ryan, who is our technical consultant. Between the two of us, we have a lot of experience in gold exploration and specifically in discovery of gold deposits. Sean with his discoveries up in the Yukon on the other side of Canada and myself in Namibia uh, when I was working with Anglo-American back in the in the early 80s, so I think that uh, we have a great we have great properties in a good jurisdiction. La Labrador is very mining friendly and it's politically stable, which of course is very very important for investors to know uh, concerning the companies that they're investing in. So I think I think we have the properties. We have the people and we have the jurisdiction, which is which is a pretty good start. You referenced one of the merits of Labrador Gold, and that is you're in a safe jurisdiction, which is Canada. Dr. Moss, take us to the region of Labrador and provide us with some historical context. Uh, Labrador, as, as I mentioned there briefly, it's had quite a long history of uh, exploration and mining. Going back to the large iron ore uh, discoveries and subsequent mines uh, in Labrador and the in the western part of Labrador, uh, significant uh, iron ore mines which are still operating today, uh, and that that's been going on since the since the early 1950s. More recently, we had a major copper nickel discovery at Boise's Bay in the early 90s that sparked off an incredible staking rush where junior mining companies came in and staked a large large part of, of Labrador uh, looking for more of the same kind of nickel and, and copper deposits. And then finally in the 2000s we had another another rush for uh, for uranium and during that rush there was a small uranium deposit found uh, which is still not yet in production. So. We've had our share of, of major exploration 
expiration periods, but what you will have noticed is that none of those were really targeted towards gold. So there hasn't been a, a sustained uh, expiration for gold mineralization in Labrador to date. And speaking of gold, why does Labrador Gold have confidence in the probability of finding the next great discovery here? Well, I think part of it is because there has been so little exploration done in the past. We believe that the, the two projects that we have are very, very prospective with respect, with respect for gold. And as I mentioned, we're, we're not... We, we expect to find a gold deposit, but there's also the chance that because of the circumstances, we may actually find a gold district. And I can get into that a little bit more later. But right now, what we have is we've got two projects with gold anomalies, that's gold in rocks or gold in soils, um, over tens of kilometers. And that's really the district scale that we're looking for. Let's visit your project portfolio and take us to your flagship Hopedale project and introduce us to the potential we have before us. Well, Hopedale is, is a great example of, of what I was just talking about, the, dis, the district scale. Uh, the Hopedale project is, consists of basically licenses and claims that cover two greenstone belts, 90% of, of the two greenstone belts, the Hunt River greenstone belt and the Florence Lake greenstone belt. And greenstone belts are incredibly prolific hosts of gold mineralization in Canada and elsewhere in the world. And most of our work has been targeted towards the Florence Lake greenstone belt to date because that appears to be the most prospective from our initial work. And so we've now have approximately 50 kilometers of strike length which has excellent, excellent uh, prospectivity for gold. So that's what we've been targeting. And our targeting has really been focused on where along that 50-kilometer length are the best areas for us to really explore intensively to find that gold deposit. Now, as I mentioned, we're looking at district scale. 50 kilometers is, is, is a lot of ground to cover. So we've got, and we have, we have anomalies all along that 50 kilometer length. They're associated with, with geological contacts, which is typical of gold deposits in greenstone belts. So we're very encouraged that this belt has the potential to provide not just a gold deposit, but potentially a gold district. You know, the company has taken a systematic approach to gold exploration. Walk us through the process and share some of the results. Yeah, well, that's right. I mean, really, the, the systematic approach is, is, uh, is based on what our, what our technical consultant, Sean Ryan, has done up in the Yukon. He's had a lot of success up there, as I mentioned earlier. And his, his work really revolves around taking these large areas and narrowing them down systematically. And there are only a few ways you can do that. One way is to use airborne geophysics to look at where the structures might be on the ground. And the other way is to use geochemistry and different ty types of sampling media that will get you into the area 
that you want to be in to focus your efforts. And the, the key here is to, is to get to that area quickly and effectively. And both Sean and I have had really good success with using soil geochemistry, soil sampling, going from a very regional scale onto a very detailed scale to, to hone in on the areas that have the best gold potential. So that's really the, the, the way that we've been working in the, in the Florence Lake Greenstone Belt. Of course, geology comes into it. We have used the, the airborne geophysics that, that's available to us. So these things also come into it, but it's really the, it's really the geochemistry and the, and the soil samples in particular that enable us to narrow down that 50-kilometer strike length to areas that have the highest potential. Is Labrador Gold actively drilling there now? No, not right now. We have been exploring over the last two years, and as I mentioned, our strategy is to systematically reduce the areas that we want to focus on. And of course, when you get to the point where you're drilling, you have to be very focused. So what we're doing this year right now, in fact, is we're looking at eight areas that we have picked out from that 50-kilometer strike length, and we're focused on those areas. And out of those eight areas, we expect to find targets that we will be able to drill. So we'll be drilling later on in this season or early next season, and it'll be, it'll be one or more of those eight targets that we'll be drilling. You reference greenstone belts. Why are they important to this discussion? Well, greenstone belts, I'm a, I'm a big fan of greenstone belts. I've worked quite a bit on greenstone belts in, in Canada, in northern Ontario, and in Quebec. And people in Canada understand them. They know, they know what, uh, what to look for when they're investing in greenstone belts or, or companies exploring greenstone belts. And... Um, the reason for that is that in Canada, for example, the Abitibi Greenstone Belt in Ontario and Quebec has production and resources of over 200 million ounces, which is incredible. I mean, that, it, it's a large area, um, but still 200 million ounces is, is significant. And one part of that Greenstone Belt, a small part of it, the, the Larder Lake Gold Camp, um, has produced about 14 and a half, 15 million ounces. And that footprint of that Larder Lake gold camp would fit into the northern part of the Florence Lake Greenstone Belt. So again, we have similar rocks, we have gold mineralization, and we have the size for not only a gold deposit, but for a gold district. So that's why, to me, gold, gold deposits in greenstone belts are so interesting. Let's discuss some important topics germane to the Hopedale project. Beginning with reversionary interests, are there any on the Hopedale project? Uh, yes, there are. Uh, our, our partner, Sean, uh, staked the ground. So we have an option from Sean. Um, we are in the second year of four, year, four years after which we would own 100% subject to a 2% royalty that Sean retains. We're going to get into some numbers later in this discussion, but from a capital expenditure standpoint, how is infrastructure on your project? 
Uh, the infrastructure is actually pretty good. Uh, most people, when they think of Labrador, and, and until recently myself included, uh, would consider that it's way out in the middle of nowhere. But uh, in a Hopedale project, the, the uh, Greenstone Belt lies along the, the eastern part of a, uh, of a bay which comes in from the Atlantic. So we're right on tidewater, which obviously if you have a mine um, or even an advanced project is, is a huge plus because you can bring in, you can bring in uh, supplies, fuel, equipment, by boat rather than having to fly everything in to the to the camp or to the to the project so so I think that uh, while there are no roads we do have we do have uh, we do have that ability to bring bring uh, equipment in and ship material out uh, along that along that bay which is which which is right connects right to the Atlantic so um, I think looking down the road if we are successful there any any kind of mining project would be uh, would would be able to get the product out pretty easily. What is your relationship with First Nations? Our relationship with the First Nations is good. Um, right now, of course, it's our, our exploration is still in the early stage, so there's no real uh, bones of contention that that come up at this point. Um, but we do have a good relationship. We keep them informed of what we're doing. We Give them, give them the results of what we've done. I, I usually go up to the uh, to the community, give them a presentation both before and after each field season, and uh, they're they're generally generally very supportive. We try as much as we can, uh, despite despite being early stage exploration. We try as much as we can to to hire hire the locals, and they they are appreciative of that. And also in in the case of the the Hopedale project, uh, we deal with the Nunatsiavut government, which is a self self governing Inuit government, and that is uh, that's really good because we can also then hire some of their companies to do the support work for our for our exploration. So overall, yes, very very good very good relations. Are you fully permitted? Yes. Uh, we have to permit each each year uh, prior to undertaking exploration. Uh, and again, in the case of Hopedale, we have uh, we not only do we have to get permits from the from the Newfoundland and Labrador Department of Natural Resources, but also from the Nunatsiavut government. And um, they 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 are quite rigorous, but uh, we have we have all the permits that we need for this year. Is the ultimate goal for Labrador Gold to build a mine or make a discovery and then sell the Hopedale project? Well, as, as you can tell, we're, we're really explorers and uh, not miners. I, I've never been involved in mining. Um, I've always been uh, an explorer throughout my career. And um, I think that companies can get into trouble if they, if they switch from doing pure exploration get into development and mining so our, our ultimate goal would be to make a discovery and then advance it to the point where a uh, a gold a gold mining company would be interested in taking it over so yes that's that's the goal we've discussed the good let's address the bad what can go wrong and what is your action plan to mitigate that wrong 
Well, I guess uh, I guess despite our best efforts, we could come up short um, and not and not find a gold deposit or or even uh, significant gold mineralization. So um, that's probably the worst case scenario. And um, but in order to to try and mitigate that, we have what what I've laid out as our as our systematic exploration program. So we we plan the program in such a way that at, at the end of each stage we we can uh, analyze the results and decide on whether to whether to proceed or to leave it. And I think I think that's important because uh, if if things aren't turning out as well as you would like, you have to be willing to let it go um, sooner or later. There's nothing worse than than holding on to a dead project for too long. So I, I think I think that uh, both Sean and I have the discipline to be able to do that. Obviously, we we still believe that we we're going to find something in Labrador, and um, and I think that our that our exploration as as we've done to date uh, still is still leading us that way, and. Um, We'll we'll keep doing that, and but if it, if it does turn bad, we'll be uh, we'll be the first to say okay, we need to we need to move on. So I think I think that's I think it's a discipline that uh, that one needs in order to to uh, assess the project, the stage that they're at, and to make the decision uh, unemotionally to to stay or move on. And I would add to that, there's no, nothing worse than an ego. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I think both Sean and I are, are fairly fortunate. We we work well together, and and uh, we we don't have we don't have too much ego. At least not not that uh, not that comes into decision making regarding our exploration. Switching gears, let's discuss the people responsible for increasing shareholder value. Dr. Moss, please introduce us to your board of directors. Uh, we have four people on on the board uh, in addition to myself uh, and they have they have a diverse diverse background Jim Borland is uh, is well known in the mining industry here in Canada he was the the editor of the northern Miner newspaper for a long time he's been leading uh, junior mining companies in management positions and been on the board of directors of many junior mining companies and he's currently He's currently uh, actively involved with the Prospectors and Developers Association of Canada, who many of your listeners may know um, put on the very popular PDAC conference every year in March here in Toronto. Uh, Trevor Boyd is an exploration geologist who I've known since we were at university together here in Toronto. He has a lot of experience in Canada and especially in Greenstone Belt, so he's a very He's a very precious, precious uh, addition to our board in that he's he's available for me to bounce ideas off, and um, I certainly take advantage of that. And I've also had Trevor out in the field looking at the rocks and getting his take on uh, on, on what they look like. Then we have uh, what I what I would call our two young guns, Leo Caraballas and Kai Hoffman. Both of them are are entrepreneurs in the mining industry. They have lots of experience in, in marketing and uh, in, in the mining industry. 
and they they help us in in that respect. Uh, Kai, of course, is probably well known to some of your some of your listeners as a speaker at uh, many mining mining and exploration conferences, and he also he also has a company called Soil Financial, which which does a lot of um, a, a lot of a lot of marketing, a lot of uh, financial putting together financial information, and uh, especially with respect to the mining industry. So um, I think between the the five of us, it's a very rounded board and one that uh, that that's certainly focused on on delivering value to our shareholders. Who is Dr. Roger Moss, and what makes him qualified for the task at hand? <laughs> well, um, I, I'm. An exploration geologist, as I mentioned, I've I've been involved in the mining industry for for some time, and uh, worked worldwide. Uh, and as I mentioned earlier, we involved in the in the discovery of the Navashap gold deposit in Namibia, which went into production in 1994, I think, and is still in production now. It's a multi-million ounce deposit, and one that I'm proud to have been a part of been involved in, in senior management of junior mining companies probably for the last 18 years or so and a lot of rocks and I think uh, I think that's one thing that you want in, in, in certainly in a geologist and uh, to be able to to have a good sense of, of what what makes a project and, and what doesn't and um, really I think I think those those are my main qualifications the experience, the experience in both geology and and in management positions of of junior mining companies, I think is uh, is really what I what I bring to the table. Who is on your management team, and what skill sets do they bring to Labrador Gold? Our management team is uh, very small. It's just myself as president and CEO, and, and Aurora Davison as CFO. Um, Aurora is a chartered accountant. She has significant experience with uh, in the in the mining industry and uh, both in junior mining companies and in producing mining companies and so she's a she's a great asset and uh, and make sure that all our all our accounts and spending is uh, is on track and and not uh, going too too awry who do you have on your technical team well, I think I mentioned both Trevor and Sean already, and and so that's basically the three of us. Sean and I generally work together to put to put together our our exploration programs each year. Uh, Sean obviously has a lot of experience on the soil sampling side, but he's also very good at thinking outside the box. I know that's a cliche term, but he really does, and um, he comes up with innovative ways to to advance exploration to the point where we can make that decision so instead of instead of going through the normal the normal procedure if there's if there's a way to get to get to the answer quicker then Sean usually manages to come up with it so it's it's been great working with Sean as i mentioned myself i'm more in in the geological in on the geological side um, so putting in putting in the geological context and i think i think the three of us together Sean and, Sean and I doing the planning, Trevor reviewing the plans, adding his comments. I think that it's it's a really good it's a really good technical board that uh, and and I think that's that's why we've seen the success that we've had to date. 
Let's get into some numbers. Please share the capital structure for Labrador Gold. So right now we're sitting at uh, 56 million shares outstanding. Uh, we have just over 15 million warrants, about four and a half million options. So we're looking at about 75 million shares fully diluted. How much cash and cash equivalents do you have? Right now we have on the order of about nine, 900,000 Canadian. So all, all the prices are in Canadian dollars, by the way. How much debt do you have? No debt. What is your burn rate? Uh, burn rate is on the order of fifteen dollars to $20,000 a month. It's, uh, it's pretty lean. We keep it that way, and we're very fortunate that we, we can get it down that low. Um, my being a geologist, I like to see as much as much money going into the ground as possible because that's really what we're trying to do here. We're trying we're trying to invest in in putting money into the ground and finding a finding a deposit. Who are your major shareholders? Our major shareholder would be Plethora Precious Metals Fund. They're based in the Netherlands and they own about seventeen. 17% of the company. Uh, they're very supportive. They've been shareholders for now for probably five five or so years. They were very helpful in, in getting Labrador Gold started and uh, introducing Sean and myself. So uh, so they've been a big part in, in what how Labrador Gold looks today. We also have uh, some large high net worth investors um, and together they control about 35%. And they're also very supportive of our strategy. They like, they like what we're doing and they like the systematic way that we are, that we're going about, uh, going about the exploration. How about management? How much do they own? Uh, management probably owns about four, 4%. And what is the float? Well, when you add it all up and subtract the remainder, we have about 35% in the float. Are there any redundant assets on the books that we should know about? No. Are there any change of control fees? And if yes, what is the compensation? Yes, I have a change of control clause in my management contract, and that's equivalent to about six months of fees. Is management charging a consultant fee for any services? Yes, both the CFO and I charge consulting fees. Can you expand on that, sir? Uh, yeah, it's uh, we we together we charge about ten thousand dollars a month. In closing, multi-layered question here: What is the next unanswered question for Labrador Gold? When can we expect a response, and what determines success? Well, obviously, the big question is uh, <laughs> that we're trying to answer is is where, where is that significant gold deposit? Um, and I, th I think that the next step is, as I mentioned, we have to define the drill targets in order to get the drill on the property and really, really test, the, test our theories, test the exploration that we've done to date. That work is underway right now. Um, we expect results by the end of the month, let's say end of August. And success in that 
will allow us to undertake a drill program in the fall that should test one or more of those targets that, that come out of the, the current exploration. So ultimately, in order to discover that deposit, which is what we're which is what we're trying to do, we need to intersect some significant gold mineralization and drill program. So if we can do that, um, that will be success in my mind. What keeps you up at night that we don't know about? <laughs> well, I, I, I sleep pretty well. <laughs> so Good. I'm, not, I'm not usually up at night, but one of, one of the big things uh, for me is, is always finding enough money to, to keep the exploration going. I, as I said, we, we, we're not big spenders on G&A, um, but having, uh, having significant exploration programs uh, that needs that needs to be funded. So financing's always always on my mind, and um, I just I just want to make sure that we have the funds to be able to do the exploration that we need to do to to find that deposit. Um, the other thing that that it doesn't really keep me up at night, but it's something that that I think about often is um, the fact that that a lot of the shareholders in Labrador Gold I know personally they've been with us for a long, long time, and so I don't want to let them down, and so I, I want to make sure that what we're doing as a company is going to generate returns for them. Dr. Moss, last question, and that is, what did I forget to ask? Well, I think, I think it's, been pretty, uh, it's pretty, been pretty thorough. Um, the only thing I, I would probably add is is that uh, I just mentioned the finance financing and we will be doing um, a financing in the near term here uh, to fund our ongoing aspiration and so uh, so we'll be expecting to announce the terms of that financing soon um, other than that I think uh, I think your listeners have got a good introduction to Labrador gold and our properties and uh, I hope that uh, I hope that They've, um, they've got some information to think about. Well, Dr. Moss, for someone listening that wants to get more information about Labrador Gold, please share the website address. Oh, it's pretty simple. It's www.labradorgold.com. And for those, for those of you out there using social media, we're also on Facebook and on Twitter at Lab Gold Corp. For direct inquiries, call 416 416- 704-8291. That number again is 416-704-8291. Or you may email info at labradorgold.com. Labrador Gold trades on the TSXV symbol LAB and on the OTCQX symbol DNKOSF. Make your next bullion purchase. Make sure you call me. I'm a licensed representative for Miles Franklin Precious Metals Investments, where we provide a number of options to expand your precious metals portfolio from physical delivery, offshore depositories, precious metal IRAs, and private blockchain distributed ledger technology. Call me directly at 855-505-1900. That number again is 855-505-1900. Or you may email maurice at milesfranklin.com. Com. And finally, please visit provenandprobable.com for mining insights and bullion sales. Dr. Roger Moss of Labrador Gold, thank you for joining us today on Proven and Probable. 
The information presented on Proven Improbable is provided for educational and informational purposes only, without any express or implied warranty of any kind, including warranties of accuracy, completeness, or fitness for any particular purpose. The information is not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice, or any other advice. You should not make any financial, investment, or trading decision based on any of the information presented without first undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional broker or competent financial advisor.